What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. It has been a good almost two months now that we've been out in the outer reaches of space exploring everything. And uh, we have a very special episode for you because I'm here. This is Tom. We've, I've got Dave. Dave's here too. Dave, what's up? How's it going? Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> but we've also got our patrons. We're starting the show with a Fat Albert joke. That's Yeah. That's where yeah, we're at. 100%. Okay, cool. Um, yes, we're we're on all cylinders here. We are flying through the the universe, uh, and we've got our patrons with us. To we're doing kind of a two ish month in review with some of our patrons, and we have we had like a we have a, like eleven patrons who are at least at the space type pirate tier who could be joining us. But it's a busy week. We've got Halloween. This is Halloween Eve when we're recording this, unfortunately. So I'm sure a lot of people are busy. But we do have our two. Most most devoted patrons joining us, Nova and Turbo Toboggan. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Here, I'm going to welcome each of you individually. Uh, Nova, how's it going? How you it's doing? It's going pretty good. I'm enjoying Fat Albert over here and his <laughs> funny antics. That's <laughs> just a classic. It's a classic on, cartoon. I started this podcast with ice cream, so you know it's about to get real sweet up in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real sweet. Real sweet, sweet and creamy. And milky. Mm. 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 And then uh, Turbo, <laughs> welcome to the Turbo. We had a, we were talking about going to bed oh. drinking warm milk in the pre-show. Does anybody still do that? Do you do that, Turbo? I don't think you do. Do you? I'm lactose intolerant, so that no, that's a big no. I don't drink milk right before I'm going to bed. <laughs> you would just no, die. He goes to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, you'd like yeah. keel over with spasms, and then you'd have to sit on the toilet for an hour. Yeah, I get it. Uh, man, yeah, no. we're. We're doing great today, everybody. I'm sure this is super entertaining for everybody listening to this podcast. But here's what we're going to discuss. I would love to hear, now that we are two-ish months into this, what are some of your favorite things about Starfield so far? And what are some of the things that you would change? Dave and I have shared some of the things that we've enjoyed over the last you know number of episodes and then we've also pointed out some things that we wish was a little bit different uh, uh temples and floating around 24 times in a you know yeah i won't go into it anymore um but here let's start off with you nova nova what things in starfield are you gravitating towards the most what things do you really really enjoy so far so thank you for starting off with me tom so i personally really do enjoy uh, the way that a lot of the stories are actually presented to you. So the one that I'm going to point out is specifically the Ranger, I guess, introductory 
mission where you're going to that moon. I don't remember specifically what it is. So I played this a fair bit of time ago, and so it's not yeah. fresh in my mind. Yeah. But it's also, real some- quick, spoilers might come up, so just be aware if you haven't been through certain parts of the content of the game, some of the quest lines, things like that. Just be aware. It might be spoiler, really. but go go ahead. So you're talking about Kila City, right? The Kila City Rangers. No, well, it's after that. So okay. you like it's uh, like you kind of showing what you're made of, I guess. So it's after you go through the uh, the, the 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 bounty that they set, the uh, marshal sets you on, and mm-hmm. then so you become the. Uh, a print, not not apprentice. Deputy, the, um, deputy. Yes, yeah. the deputy to. I I don't remember her name. Like I, said, I played this a month and a half ago. It's not fresh in my mind. But I muted myself. Sorry, you become the deputy. <laughs> I thought maybe you, <laughs> you disconnected. Be, okay, so you, no, you it, become it, you deputy, become the, right? You become deputy to a full ranger, and so you're sent off to this farmstead on one of the uh, one of the uh, collectives planets who are experiencing some raiders or some weird activity and you have to track down these ex uh, star collective uh, soldiers who have stole, who have uh, been like harassing this farmstead and I, I just really like the pacing of that though because of the story because you're it's, it feels very western to me you know you're using the clues of the land even though it's very broadly set out for you you can see exactly where they're going because it's a muddy trench that they're walking or it's actually a muddy can that they're walking through you know it's like the it's like the grand canyon there's mud on both banks because whenever it rains it always gets washed out and it is freshly washed out and so everything was muddy and you can follow their tracks exactly to fight off multiple of the creatures and you get to the end and there's a large confrontation where you can either talk them down or leave or fight them and what did you have- what did you end up doing I had to fight them because I was being too brash, but <laughs> and I didn't have very good. I didn't have good uh, speak, uh, 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 speak, speech, uh, whatever it's called in that game. I don't remember particularly. Sure, sure. I'm more Fallout based, and so I remember Fallout terms mostly, and I very correlate it with. But anyways, though, so you figure out that the, that the ship was stolen, so you have to go off to the. You have to go after the corporation, tell them, hey, the ship was stolen, and then you go on this massive fetch quest. And that, that just really stuck out to me because it felt very or, like very organic to me because sometimes when you go on these long quests, it feels like you're just being uh, tugged along. It's And then storytelling, and then this happens, and then that happens right. instead of instead The, of the MacGuffin a, just keeps moving, and you just keep exactly. following. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, muff, the MacGuffin keeps on moving, but to me, this one felt like it was... Uh, very bred into the into the story, into the world, and it didn't feel like I was being tugged along. It felt like I was actually going on this long investigative quest line to figure out what was actually happening. Why were these, uh, like why were these old uh, uh, Stark? Like what is this faction again? I, I'm blanking on it. The, the Free Star Collective. Yeah, it's a Free Star Collective. Yeah, I just want to I just want to say Star Collective. The Free Star Collective. Mm-hmm. Why were they? Ha- why were these ex-soldiers from the war still? Uh, like why? Like why were they just being mercenaries at this point? And what were they hired for? And how did they get the ship? And et cetera, et cetera. And so this really, I just really enjoyed this quest personally. Yeah, it gets into like hope tech stuff and yeah. uh, the whole situation that like colonists are going through, trying to like. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. find places to live and live off the land and the situations they end up with dealing with these big corporations who can kind of yeah. hold things over them. Yeah. yeah. It, and then also really goes into the politics of the free store collective as well, because instead of it, because like my personal view of the Rangers is that, you know, they have far too much power, especially for the Freestar Collective, which espouses individualism because they can just go onto your property and search without a warrant. That oh, right. Is yeah. so, that is like an invasion of privacy, and that is completely counter to what the Freestar Collective is for. But at the same time, though, then they're tiptoeing the line for a corporate overlord. And so the Freestar Collective itself seems to be a corporatocracy or uh, corp. Like, so it's not capitalism, it's corporatism would be right. the proper term. So they're not even capitalistic, they're corporatists because their overlords are heads of corporations and it is the council is all made up of people from corporations. And so it's not serving the people as a good democracy should. It is serving what the corporate overlords are wanting. And that is not always uh, for what the people want. And so this really did get, uh, it was a, 
huge lore dump. I'm sorry, I, you know, spoiler, uh, <laughs> but it is a huge lore dump. I mean, kind of eye opening is like, oh, so the Freestar Collective it says one thing, but then has an entire agency which can go counter to it, mm-hmm. and, and it just makes you be like, like wondering, like what else of these crony, not really crony, but what else of these court like corrupt practices can they have? Because the Rangers are only accountable to the people who give them power. They're not accountable to the actual populace, like the, like say the police department is here in the United States or even the SWAT for that matter. Like you, you can tell the SWAT to go away because they don't have a warrant. Just like, shoo, get off my my property. You can't do that to the Rangers. (laughs) Well, hopefully you can do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think you make a good point. I mean, for, for kind of the feelings of the free star, like you coming up with that, I was like, well, that's kind of similar to how, U.S. Marshals are in the Red Dead Redemption games because if you play it's the those old games, West, right? Like it's the old West, yeah. And the Marshals are the ones that are like some of them are good, but some of them are like, hey, we're a bunch of government men and we want to um, accomplish our goals and we will hurt whoever we can in order to accomplish them. And <laughs> it screws with pretty much all of the protagonists of you know both of those games. Yeah, but it also, I mean, both this, both Starfield and Red Dead are pulling from actual U.S. history where you have the Wild West and they had to have some semblance of law. There were large stretches of land. Towns were very far away from each other. If something happened out in the desert, nobody might know. So you had volunteers, rangers in a lot of cases, and there was a a serious lack of training and accountability. And many times, like if you actually get into the history of like who some of the criminals were in the Old West, Many of them served time as rangers also <laughs> like, yeah, they did both. So you're right. Like and so much of what was actually going on in those situations in the cities, the building of the railroads were all funded by these large wealthy magnates who controlled swaths of land and even oh, no. would set up towns and then sell everything to the people who lived in the towns who they hired and would set the prices because they were basically a monopoly in the area. So like these kinds of stories are very, very grounded in actual history, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. But two two things to those. First of all, the uh, the railroads were funded by the government, and then the corporation just kind of made them very zigzag because they were paying by the mile. And secondly, right, but uh, it's, the march, it was the wealthy people yeah. who were co- make, calling the shots once they were out in the West. That's, yeah, exactly. that's my point. My point. It's kind of like <laughs> kind of like Ron Hope, like doing what he wants because he's out far enough away from the government who or whoever might be actually that in he control. runs. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Runs. Right. So it's, regardless it's, of where the money actually comes from originally, everybody's so distant and spread out that if you're wealthy and you got the power, you just do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was just kind of my takeaway. Just one specific example, because like where they say one thing, but then actual practices are completely counter to that. And you can see the corruption that is bred into it because like, ideally you would have one system that is completely separate from it, completely separate and accountable to the people who oversee the other, the other branches, which then, and then oversee itself, but are, are overseen by other branches in the government. You know, we have the, the, uh, the three branches of government here in the United States, but for the free store collective appears to only have the the council right. at least that i'm aware of because i right. haven't gotten very far into the game but at least i'm aware yeah, of it's kind of implied they, right that that's the council is the be all end all of how the system how their system works yeah yeah and now you bring up a point about uh the freestar collective but don't the other groups all seem to have similar inconsistencies in the way they project themselves but then the way they actually run themselves i like I haven't actually explored much about the um, I, I'm blanking on the other faction now. I just had it in my mind. I'm so stupid. The, I can't remember the United the United Colonies being yes, the other the major UC, one, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I haven't explored much about the UC specifically. I've been kind of just hyper focusing on the Free Store Collective because you know I, I take it one chunk at a time. Yeah, that's chunks. fine. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> like to to add on to your point, whether you've played yeah. through some of the other things or not. Uh, many of the other factions or groups seem to project some like 
yeah. way that oh, things yeah, are course. supposed to work and then underneath. And so part of what's kind of, I think, interesting about this game is even though it's so full of hope and so full of like we talked about, how it's generally a more positive and more less dark kind of world for Bethesda for first time in like forever. It's still it still has that dark underbelly to almost every group. Every group is something a little bit more sinister than what they put themselves out there to be. And I, I think you're hitting on it with the Freestar Collective in, in that specific case. Yeah. And I would love to go more into the UC, but like I said, I haven't this I haven't looked into it enough personally and so i can't give a good enough assertion but i'm fairly certain though that they are more of a collective society where it's more like to give a broad sense it's more like european versus american uh ec or uc would be european freestyle collective would be american but they're not perfect analogies in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. that just like the like in my mind a good way to kind of present them but yeah like it just like I, I assume there is a lot of bureaucracy within the UC that there is just a complete stagnation for many different projects and that you have to go through five different levels of bureaucracy in order to even get a water fountain for a school <laughs> sure. allowed. Right. Right. And of course there's a huge rift between the haves and the have nots and, and all, yeah, all of that. Exactly. Kind of stuff. All right. So uh, this has been a fun jaunted to like the politics and kind of the landscape of some of this stuff. And I'm sure Dave and I will be digging more into these things in the future, but here let's talk about, the flip side, this is the stuff you've really been enjoying, kind of sinking your teeth into. Is there anything that you wish was different in the games? Like, what would you change? Um, let's see, what would I change? Um, I really, I really just suppose that the, that the distances between some of the things would change because it feels like I'm bouncing back and forth between entire solar systems constantly just to complete one quest line. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of annoying to me because like I would rather not have just to, Oh, well I'm done here. I got this object. Now I need to go all the way back to the Epsilon Iridani system to drop this off at the, at, at uh, the constellation headquarters, then talk to Sarah again or something like that. And then go all the way back out into the free star collective again to go find not a uh, quest item B or whatever. Yeah. Cause they realize this. And so that's really yeah. annoying to me because it's, well, it takes you out and I understand that they're trying to, Oh, I was trying to be as realistic as possible. Cause you're not always going to have all the information on hand at all times. But at the same time though, I feel like there could be a streamlined version of it. Where yeah. So I, I think if you were to just draw a map, like the problem is that you go from point A to point B, back to point A to C, back to A to D, back to A, back to B mm-hmm. again. And so it's like this back and forth thing. And it's a lot of it is going back to talk to the same person who gave you the quest in order to get the next part. Whereas it would feel more organic if you went from A to B, met somebody at B and realized, oh, I need to go to C now. You don't have to go back to A and talk to the person who gave you the quest. You just follow the thread. So it's more of a straight line from one place to the next to the next to the next, rather than back and forth, back and forth to the your home base kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that has been my main gripe about about the game is really just the like the non-linearness of the play of, of the quest items of the quest playthroughs because it's been kind of just a headache and that's kind of the reason why i haven't been playing it as much as i probably should be and i paid 70 dollars for it i'm paying 25 dollars per month to be on a podcast <laughs> about it listen okay. to a podcast and support a podcast about it so uh but it's been just kind of just a headache to even just go through and do some of the quest items and i'm just like uh, i'd rather just be playing new vegas or counter-strike or something like that right now because my friends are doing that right and and the fast traveling between them actually makes it worse because it's like okay finish the quest load screen go Mm -hmm. talk to the person again load screen go to the next planet load screen like it's you're just load screen jumping it's like when you play fallout or skyrim or whatever and you just fast travel you're talking to preston (laughs) right yeah yeah that's exactly what it'd be like it'd be like doing a bunch of preston's quests and just like going out to the new place you got to go fight off the bandits from and then going right back to preston and then going to another place doing the same thing going right back to preston rather than continuing like wandering through the countryside like finding the next cool thing like following the direction that the quest has you go in, but then noodling around and hitting a bunch of other really cool stuff along the way uh, because you can so quickly load from one planet to the next, it kind of gets rid of that middle stuff. 
Yeah, and that's why the quest I started off with at the very beginning was my favorite by far so far, was because you went to went to this planet, you talk with a farmer, you had to trace a lot. It was, you know, it's a linear, like, plot, uh, part A leads to part B leads to part C leads to part D, and then you go to Hope Tech, and then at Hope Tech, you have to go through the entire dialogue tree and do all these other things and investigate the factory or whatnot and do everything else like that. So, right. you know, you did one jump, or two jumps actually to get there and then go to hope tech but it was not like you're going back and forth back and forth back and forth and so that's why i really enjoyed about that quest that's why it stuck out to me so much yeah i think even just larger locations you know like obviously you land your ship anywhere and you've got like a four by four grid of the map of skyrim of area that you can wander around in right and so mm-hmm. let's let's say you get a quest and it's like you go check out this mining facility every mining facility although many of them are similar or duplicates because eventually you start noticing that but each one is only so big it's it's very rare when you add end up at a location and you go oh this mining facility extends like half a mile back this way and there's other quest stuff that don't require me to get back on my ship and go anywhere i can just spend the next three hours searching this really big location and finding all the nitty-gritty stuff while continuing this quest right like that would be really cool like a big dungeon all in one place or something the size of uh like one of the cities but it like there are multiple people to talk to and that furthers the quest line without you bouncing back and forth kind of thing yeah like yeah. more in location quests i'd say would be the like a very good improvement for it so yeah I just, agree. Like we, just like you say just going to one place having a bunch of interesting quests not like just oh i need you i need to deliver this package be a courier for me you know something that you have to go there find this do that fight these enemies then come back and you're done with that entire quest line that would be a huge improvement in, in my opinion right where instead of bouncing back and forth and all around the place and being very annoyed because you have to constantly get back into your ship, <laughs> teleport across the yeah. teleport halfway across the, the, the uh, ha- teleport halfway across the, um, or grab jump of halfway across the, uh, the entire uh, uh, Milky Way galaxy arm, whatever, whatever arm we're in, sure. I forget. Right, right. And then come back and do that thing. That's just annoying to me. Yeah. What do you, Dave Turbo, what do you guys think about this? Do you agree? No, Turbo saying no. No, you don't agree, Turbo? You're cool with the whole jumping back and forth thing? Well, um, I my character is the uh one of the guys, the serpent guys, the Veyrun? Yeah, House I Maroon? think that background. So every time I'm jumping, it's just incredible. I I do that now. Like I'll go from plant to plant, just just like, oh my thing, let's go back to the plant I was just at, go back there, finish it up. I've been jumping all the time. Like it, but when when you're following like one series of quests, like one set of like I quest lines, I haven't you, been doing big quests. I've been actually exploring and stuff. Okay, so you're you're taking a whole different like you're not focusing on those quest lines at all. You're just if I find a quest, exploring. I'll do it. But I have not. I, I like I'm I'm still on my first playthrough. I it's because like I'll find a planet like you know what, I'm here let's explore let's 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 learn about this planet and stuff let's collect let's build a base mm-hmm. yeah it's more like my, how my wife plays she's she once yeah. she's in a location she's like oh, I'm just gonna check out everything around here yeah like I'll explore and stuff I I like and stuff like that so I in stuff okay okay Dave I, what do you think I think one of the I think my main this is really my main issue with Starfield. It's really the only issue I have, and it's really just a preference issue. Um, it's t- talking about going those point to points. Like when you look at design maps, like uh, Skyrim's map, or um, you the know, Dave Fallout is 4's. Dave. This is what Dave does. Like yeah, you are I, I do a make professional maps for, for my day job, right? Uh-huh. Map maker. <laughs> And so like the the density of those locations, like you can just like go off in a direction. And then like you can say, okay, the main quest is in, I'm in, you know, other city and I want to go to Diamond City. So I know that I want to go there, but there's some other stuff in the distance over here to the corner that I kind of want to do as well. But then on the way to do that other stuff, you're going off and you're finding other things. So to me, like there's a great um, uh, thing that I miss about this uh, particular system is really like the Skyrim and Fallout a hiking system that is in the game. Like you right. are just like on a hike, you're going, you're doing your thing. And I think that that kind of like misses out in this game. And I think about 
like uh, sci-fi properties that do the the travel pretty well and when you think about like a star trek like most of the episode is like okay we're gonna jump to light speed now we're all gonna get up and we got things to do we have like our day job i gotta go talk to this person we gotta go down to the medical bay to check on this like there's a lot more to do with the um the journey to these other planets mm-hmm. so I, I think that I think the Starfield kind of misses that exploration. I think that they, they've cast this wide net so that you can go down to any planet and have that procedural generation. But is that something that I that I really want to do? Not not really. Like I want to go. I want to go find good quests. Like I want to go out and find stuff. But I have to really make a point to do that instead of the things just kind of like tipping the scales and going over here and looking at me a great example is you know the fallout 76 map of it being uh, just like kind of cartoonish so you can just see things in the map of like oh there's a vault here so i know that there could be a vault over here or oh there's like a little town pictured here let me go over there and check that like it's it's less detailed than like oh these are the the pois this is everything like mathematically laid out there's a little more interest in that and so it's it's kind of hard to look at a bunch of stars from far away and think, oh, you know, this is interesting to explore. But that's not taken away. You know, my, I think the game's great, but just the exploration part, I'm kind of let down on, I would say. Yeah, it's 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 like you have to just go pick a planet and be like or pick a star system and just be like, well, I'll go see what's over here. I don't have any sense of it rather than then. Hey, I'm three quest lines into this big quest tree. And I know I have to head north on the map. And while I do that, seven other points of interest and things happen to me on my journey to get to that place. Because of the fast travel, you just you skip all that middle stuff and then you're just there. And now you're just grinding. It feels like you're just grinding the quest conversations for the most part. You don't usually have to do a whole lot of combat unless that's that one part of the quest where you end up fighting somebody. And then you're just back to grinding conversation again because you're just jumping back and forth. Right. Um, and then if you don't do that, to your point, you're just picking a planet, you're picking a system, whatever, and you're just like, okay, what's here? And for the most part, not a whole lot. <laughs> like you land in a place and you go, oh, there's a little colony here. Oh, I guess they're having an issue. I'll deal with it. Oh, there's a broken right. down facility over here. Oh, there's a crash ship over here. Cool. They, they talked about in, in one of the, they, they did an interview with one of the previous developers for Starfield that worked on a lot of the story and a lot of different stuff. Um, and he's retired. Um, he worked on like the super old Elder Scrolls games and had been there at Bethesda for years. He said that there was a version of this game where it was just like pretty much contained in a single solar system. Like to, to me, like, you know, if I'm playing the Monday morning quarterback and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what would be best for me. I mean, that sounds really cool to me like seeing all the systems more dense. come up with yeah yeah m- more dense um kind of like you know i want to know what's going on on like so you got sedonia on mars what if there's like an elon musk character that's out there that's making these like terra globes <laughs> or but it can like there's right well rather than mars these- having like two or three locations that are worth visiting it could have a dozen all dotted across the planet and some of them close enough to each other that you could actually run from one to the other and right. then you end up with more actual exploring in one location. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. Do you we think are. do you all let's open this up to everybody. Do you all think that we might see some of that stuff get filled out through DLC? Like what if we end up with like, oh, this is the Mars DLC. And all of a sudden we've got like seven new points of interest and some really cool stuff to do just on Mars or I, or whatever. I personally really do hope so because like Mars was a massive disappointment for me. If I'm being honest, that's one thing I, would, I did want to talk about, but I just didn't could, couldn't fit it into the conversation I, I was doing. But I was I was running with what Dave said. Mars, I thought I was hundred percent sure when the game was going to be the new Earth. Like they were going to just use that to build up on. There was going to be it was going to be like cities all over. There was going to be many different points of interest, but instead it's just this boring red planet yeah there's like one hole in the ground with like like 10 different places you can go in it yeah i don't understand that there was so much good opportunity with mars like where you could actually build oh well like this is mon uh, this is uh, olympus mons the capital city of mars yeah and it's been it's it's, the terraforming has started so you might even have like small little lakes or you know like whatever exactly some plant life growing in some very specific places on the planet that could be really I'm cool. not sure I would go that far, but but I would say like 
uh, they could have like massive uh, biodomes uh, with the lakes and stuff inside of it. Because I don't, I don't know if it would be practical to terraform actually Mars. Because Epsilon Iridani, you know, the, the planet where uh, New Atlantis is, is ten percent larger than Earth, so sure. as the magnetic field sure. and everything, yeah. Mars is like. 20% smaller than Earth, I want to say. So I'm not sure it has the gravity in order to sustain the atmospheric pressure and everything. Yeah, but anyways, it was like, like, mm-hmm. like I was expecting these giant biodomes uh, mm-hmm. of the, with actual cities inside them or maybe a city made of individual biodomes where you have like the broad street is one massive long biodome or multiple like consensual biodomes that are parallel to each other that are like streets. And then each one of those has a... Uh, district or a or a block inside of it and each each one of those blocks is one big biodome of buildings inside of it. that's what i was expecting on mars instead we get a subterranean vault and i was very upset with that yeah that's basically what it feels like <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, and then there's a big old mining facility right next to it and that's about it because um, it's it's just massively depressed and i was thinking mars w- should have been the capital of the ecs yeah, That's yeah. I, I'm sure some I people thought. would debate that, but it would be cool to see something like on that scale for sure. Yeah, whether it's the capital or, or, or not, the, you know, or like, at the at the very least have masses of ruins where originally, like you know, they were trying to build this, but all of a sudden uh, these cities started collapsing for one reason or another, whether like that be pandemic or people just moved away, and so the cities were abandoned or something like that. Right. Because Mars would make the most logical sense to move to for the next planet because it's right next door. It is it is close enough to earth gravity that people won't have to adjust it. It has masses of resources. So you don't have, so you just basically start all over again, but instead, no, they made it a backwater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's, uh, there's always reasons for those decisions, but I think we can all agree that like having more developed, more, more dynamic and more things to do on a quest line in one location would all be, would all be favorable. Um, this has been fun. We, we need to take a quick break and thank our patrons. So let's go do that. And then we're going to come back. We're going to dig into Turbo Toboggan and find out what he's been enjoying and things should be different. So don't go anywhere. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and thank you again to Nova and Turbo to Bargain and uh, all 19 of our current patrons. Thank you for being here. And I have to shout out Commander Marcus Shepard, who couldn't be here tonight. I hope everything's going all right, Commander, and I uh, hope you'll be able to join us on the next one. And then also, Worst Action Hero, our two space lords who get shout outs every week. Thank you so much for all of your support. And if you are interested in joining this uh, this Patreon in order to get things like ad-free episodes and t-shirts and stickers and join 
join us for chats like this, head over to patreon.com slash Starfield Lorecast and go check out everything on there. There are pictures of t-shirts. You got to scroll down a little bit because it's a few posts back at this point, but you can see all the cool stuff that you can get. Also, if you'd like to help us out by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. And um, thank you to everybody who's done that so far. It absolutely helps. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, those reviews make it out to other places on the internet. Google uses them. A bunch of other podcatchers use them. So even if you just have an account and you'd like to do us a favor, that would be huge. Uh, Also, you can rate the show on Spotify or whatever other podcatcher you're listening to this on. And uh, you can tell your friends. All of that stuff helps keep this going. So thank you so much for your support. Let's move on with the rest of the show. All right, we're back. And Turbo Toboggan, you seem to be the most explorerish explorer of the group of the four of us so far. Wanderer. You're the wanderer. You like to roam around, 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 around. Yeah. From town to town. I've actually played uh played that song from uh <laughs> Because I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like I just should have had like an old timey Fallout radio going like, I'm the Wanderer. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So what is, if you were to talk about something that you have been enjoying the most about Starfield so far, what is it? I just love that there's the world of Starfield. I love the setting. I should say the setting because they could add more stuff. I just love just wandering around because you'll see them like, hey, can you help me? One of our crew member has gone AWOL. Can you go find him? I'm like, I'm like, okay. I just found him in, I found this guy in the middle. I thought like, he's probably chasing the guy. I turn around. He was talking about himself. Wait, what? The guy who sent you on the quest to find his missing crew member was the guy yeah. who was the missing crew member? Yes. I found him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like he's like, I, and I, he tells me to go look for the person. I go look for the person. The place, the place that sent me to was the camp. He eventually shows up and says, thank you for finding our missing crew. I'm like, I'm like, what the well, that's super weird i'm not sure that was supposed to happen like that i don't think i don't think i think it, i i think it's like like the things you find like while exploring like i think it was two things crossing like i think it, it like it generated a huh. member game missing uh-huh and then the guy that was supposed to do the quest just happened to be that person that i got or like it duplicated him as both maybe like there yeah, were two of them the same character but, model, but it was the same like character model like or, huh but that's weird i but. love that like <laughs> i'll just be walking around someone says hey i will walk up to like a mining thing that says hey we, can you help us uh do some we got a survey can you help us do it? and like i know it's a fest quest but it then puts up a cave in my system which then helps me find minerals on the planet which helps me get my surveys and stuff Okay, so I, I get I get where you're going with this. The finding the little quests on the locations, tying into getting all the survey stuff, getting whatever materials you're looking for on that planet, and then do yeah. you also build when you're there? Yeah, I I have um I don't have a lot of enter. Is that the right one? When the one that goes a different system, but I actually I've kind of colonized, used all six of my bases. Uh, on this one system, it's right next to like Wolf. It's like Naron. One second, I can pull it up. It's it's okay. Uh, the the yeah. specific name doesn't matter. Marine. What I f- what I find interesting about this is that you are colonizing multiple places. You're building like the Turbo Toboggan Federation or something out there. Uh, um. Yeah. I. I and, and it's like it's like the red, the red is that the name Red Fleet? The Crimson Fleet. Crimson Fleet, not yeah. Red Fleet. Crimson, Crimson Fleet. is they show up, color. They it's show red. up in the system. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, all my people, like, you might want to walk back out because we got like, a lot of C class ships. You're going to be destroyed with your little A class. Like, go back out of the system. <laughs> okay. And I, I've even helped a system do that. I've even helped, like, I was just running around, like, this little mining. Uh, uh, was that guy that's in the bar? You, uh, first, first fleet, is that you help him try colonizing? Which bar? He's in the bar Which on planet? Mars. Okay. All right. The guy with all the paperwork and he says he loves doing the paperwork. Okay. That guy, when he gives you the quest about finding habitable planets for people and convincing them to colonize, right. I forget what they, yeah, yeah. I even found people that they had gotten to do it. I found a little group and it's like these three families mm-hmm. and yep. one, one of, it, it was four originally, but one family yep. got killed and stuff. Yeah, I, I, remember I even that found one. that, mm-hmm. like I've been just exploring, finding like these little missions and stuff. 
Yeah. So you're like, you're living the life of this, like, I don't know, this space vagabond who's like. Yeah, I, I used to be a miner and then I found this artifact and it's like, it's changed my life. It's like, <laughs> I can now, instead of being stuck underground, boom, I'm up in the stars, just explore. It's, it's like, okay. it's like that kid that's always been stuck on a planet. It's like one day I'm going to get off this rock. Like Luke Skywalker. Explore. Right. And it's, it's yeah. like, it's like, I've done it. It's like, it's like why it's like it's like i know it's important to get these things i even have a couple artifacts just on my person haven't gone back in tournaments like why would i do that i am living my <laughs> life it's like this person my i'm playing my character as this they're now finally free it's like i have the things i just not gonna go turn them in like uh-huh <laughs> this is so interesting to me because like Nova plays the game a lot like I play these games. I, I like find the the quests and I'm like, okay, I want to do this faction. I want to learn more about them. I talk to the, everybody, you know, learn the quest stuff, check out the locations, kind of soak in a little bit of the lore and a little bit of the situation. Then I go out and I do the quests and I bounce back and forth and I kind of knock through it pretty quickly, make my decisions, figure out like, am I going to, am I going to be nice to this person? Am I going to be mean or whatever? Right. And then I just get through that and then a few hours later I'm done that quest line and then I'm off to do something else and sometimes in between I'll go explore something I'll do a little bit of this or a little bit of that some other little side quest but then I'm on to my next like major quest line kind of thing right Dave do you basically play like that uh, yeah, it's it, it pretty much a, a good middle ground between all the different stuff um, when, when I'm typically playing this. But because I I kind of knew about the New Game Plus situation, I think that I rushed it to get through all the faction quests and took all the stuff because I was like, I got to see. I got to see what's at the end of this game. And so I, I ended up doing that. But my second playthrough on New Game Plus has been much more of that like oh i'm gonna do the quest i'm gonna find out what i you know oh mm-hmm. well, any quest i get to if somebody's like hey go talk to little ditsy may over at the bar i'm gonna go do it <laughs> even if may. it's just like fetch me three waters it could like some of those have ended up being pretty cool stuff right but like turbo is completely playing this game in a very different way this is almost a different game for you because you're just like i'm just going out there doing my thing whatever I, happens I hit, happens I, I hit that mission where it says uh sarah's like i'm gonna accompany you and i kind of just instead of going straight to that i kind of just like exploded like i've just been going just wherever you feel in the moment you're not like yeah you're not like trying to uh, i feel like that's I actually really, a very natural way to play a game like this and part of the problem is that we've all played so many games that we see it as a game we go oh this is a quest line this is a faction like we compartmentalize it rather than just kind of finding our way through the game which is probably more like how we all originally played bethesda games the first time we tried to play them because we didn't realize what the formula was yet and you're you're the one that's actually staying true to that. Yeah, I uh, let's just I, I could romance both. Uh, it's actually been so long traveling with Sarah and now uh, Barrett Baron. Right, Barrett. Yes. I yeah. I've uh, I, I was like it's like uh, I could romance. I can romance both of them. I've turned both of them down. I, that's it's like it's like I've built up so much friendship and stuff with them just wandering around that they're like, hey, we kind of a. Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, Sarah. I just, I've always thought, because the whole time I never once flirted with her. It's just been friendship. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just friendship to me. <laughs> this is one of those like relationships where like the girl is like, I mean, you're my best friend. <laughs> and you're like, cool. I just got friend zoned. You've been friend zoning your companions. Yeah, it's because because every option that all, all option pops up is flirting. I'm like, I don't want to flirt with her. I already have like I, I, I already have a character. I know I want. We're talk just to friends. Talk. We're just friends. Game, I, chill out. Yeah, because I met her. and I'm like, I want to talk to her and stuff. That's great. That's great. All right, so I've got a good sense of how you're playing it and and what was really resonating with you. What would you change? There are a couple things I would like to change. It's some of the characters they say because. Uh, Wix exploring sometimes i'm out there for a while so i pick up a lot of minerals mm-hmm. especially when i'm building my bases i'm on that planet i'm like okay i need to go build and i'll 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 have a lot of weight on me because i'll take all before i build my landing pad i'll have all the resources on my ship i'll pick it up and put on me so i'm out there building it and they can com- com- constantly complain about 
Hey, you have too much stuff. Let me put this jungle. I'm like, I'm like, right. I know I have too much stuff. Can you please be quiet? I'm trying to build a base here. I can so clearly I like, tell I, I have know. so too much stuff. By how slowly I'm moving right now. Yeah, chill out. Like, or I'm, or I'm on my. Sh- I'm, I've, I've, I've got finished clearing out a place. I, I'm walking back to my ship, and they're complaining like, yeah, well, it's like, it's like, yeah. I'm taking all these guns from the bad guys. I don't want to leave them there for their friends to pick up. I'm going to take it and sell it so we can pay for stuff. And it's like, they just constantly complain about. about yeah. They, so it's the weight. number of time. It's the amount of the times that dialogue comes up specifically. Right. Every time I pick up an item. Well, yeah. uh, as soon as I get overweight, they didn't start popping up. It got, got a little annoying and I may have broken my game. Cause when I go back to the place where the lodges like that plant Gemini is that what it is Gemini? Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, I fall through the map now in new Atlantis. You fall through the map. Yeah. There. And I can actually see through the map now. They're like right before you get to the landing pad, there's a whole, there's three like little struts. It's like, it's, there's a hole like there's, and you fall through and I fall through sometimes on the dirt near the trees. Weird. I fall under the map and I've now lost uh shopping the the you know the ship guy uh-huh. you know that shopping thing next to him yeah I've now lost that that's despawned what okay that's super weird I think weird. my exploring and doing stuff is starting to break some of the game so that's why I've started going to the main quest so I think I'm like I may have weird I think the game's trying to weird. fix stuff because I think I've seen some stuff that you're not supposed to see till later on hmm okay weird that's so weird okay all right so just like some of the companion stuff and how often they respond to you and then also some of the glitches that you've come across those are yeah, things that you my would wish character are a little will bit different. glitch and just fall through the map sometimes it's like it's like mine's it's like yeah mine's not more story changing because i've liked it because like like i just been ex- if i was trying to play just like you guys are i probably would find the world a little bit less but i'm just like I'm just like wherever I go. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Awesome. Okay. Man, some really interesting insights. I, you know, I was like a little bit concerned today that we didn't have more people joining us, but both of you have given some very interesting descriptions about like what you're enjoying and what you'd want different and completely different play styles. And I have a feeling that this is kind of a spectrum that a lot of people who listen to the show could probably say, yeah, I fall a little bit more like on this side or more on this side with it. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I agree. I think that um, excuse me, a lot of people are probably coming into this game with maybe a preconception of how they've played previous Bethesda games, maybe how they play RPGs. But I mean, the, from from what everybody's experiencing, it, it seems like that most folks that are really staying with the game are just are, are taking their time and are, are allowing themselves, you know, once that rush of excitement is over, this becomes a game that you're going to play for years like Skyrim. So yeah, I, I, it's exciting to hear more, even two months in, you know, kind of off three or four months, what else we're finding, what else we're doing. Um, Cause some of the crazy new of game plus stuff that I've seen revealed that I haven't experienced some of the like, Hey, I'm on new game seven and oh my god this thing happened has anyone else had that like some of that those stories i've heard are pretty crazy so there's definitely like some depth to multiple playthroughs if you if you could even call it that on some level the new game plus is it's like a multiple playthrough but it's not at the same time because there's still new content on occasion it's it's this weird amalgamation that i don't think we've experienced in games before so yeah Crazy stuff. Well, guys, we got to wrap up the episode. Thank you for joining. And uh, here's what we're going to do. Each of you can share some other projects or things that you want to shout out or just say, hey, thanks for being here or, you know, whatever. And then uh, we'll wrap it up. Nova, let's go back to you. I know you've got a YouTube channel. Why don't you share some info about that? Yes, I do. It is Supernova on YouTube. So that's a capital S, lowercase U-P-E-R, capital N, zero, capital V, capital A. Look for the golden retriever icon. By the way, I do not sound like this on my YouTube channel. I sound more curated because I have a blanket over my head and it looks kind of weird when I... <laughs> yeah, you use the, the blanket like sounds yes. buffering thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so stop the echoing from the background because I am currently in the attic of my house or upstairs of my house. Mm-hmm. And so it's 
it's a little cavernous walls, as you yeah. can hear and so it echoes a lot so i look i sound a lot better but i just posted a video just over a week ago about the sociopaths about the sociopathic scientists of fallout really more about the corporations it is a part one but i also just posted a short um two days ago about easy pete i'm starting to get into those and so i'm kind of excited about that nice so oh, i can start easy posting, pete. yeah yeah go easy pete you know oh, <laughs> oh i can't do the voice right now he's an old prospector <laughs> There you yeah. go, prospector. Oh, you go. Blow yourself up and touch my dynamite. Yeah, oh, the dynamite, yes. Yeah. Um. yeah, so I've been, that's mostly I've been working on. I am going to hopefully by Friday uh, finish a video about Sunset Sarsaparilla. So, Sunset Sarsaparilla. Uh, Sunset Sarsaparilla. <laughs> yep, yep, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, so that's what I've been doing, really. Nothing else beyond that. I'm afraid to report. That's so, fine. Yeah, that's thanks totally for cool. having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And then uh, Turbo, Turbo. Normally you're like, uh, yeah, I don't have anything, but I'm on the Discord. I don't have anything. I'm <laughs> just on the other podcast. So go listen to those. Yeah, he's he's uh, supports multiple shows. So thank you. Uh, you both do. So thank you uh, for all the support and uh, for being here, making time for this on a holiday, like the early holiday thing i don't know it's weird it's on a tuesday this and we're monday night but whatever dave you've got you've got rad rolls you've got yeah, stuff rad rolls um campaign two of the fall 2d20 game starts soon uh, i think we're actually taking next week off but um it is happening it's an original setting um uh, it is created by the group um, and you will hear all of that as we start it leading into the holiday saison and that's on Saison. all YouTube podcast services. All that fun. Awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah. Go check out Rad Rolls. And of course, I'll, my my other shows, if you're into Fallout and Elder Scrolls, there's Lorecast for those. Uh, Mass Effect, Lord of the Rings. Everything is over at robotsradio.net or whatever podcast you're listening to this on. So go check out. There's other stuff out there. We've got lots of awesome content. And thank you again for joining me, everybody. We'll be back next week, Dave and I, with another lore episode. So stay tuned for that. And until then, stay safe out there. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. And we'll see you next time. inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.